I'm Al Condalusi. We're so delighted that you have uh, plugged into uh, our uh, our podcast, and um, we have another uh, interesting, uh, exciting uh, conversation in store today. Uh, we're going to be talking with Patty Flaherty, and Patty is the uh, director of Connect Community, which is um, a service provider. Uh, long-term services, in-community services for folks that are experiencing brain injuries. And Patty's been a longtime advocate uh, and professional in the field of brain injury rehabilitation. Patty and I go way back as friends um, and advocates uh, a number of years back uh, when we've aligned together at conferences, when we've had the opportunity to uh, work together on 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 various projects. So, Patty, welcome to the Call Me Al podcast. We're so delighted you're with us. Thank you, Al. It's great to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Oh, uh, you're you're quite welcome. It is so so good to have you. And 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 Patty, I I, I guess I wanted to really start with um, a little bit about um, your uh, background. A little bit about uh, your involvement as a, as an advocate um, in in disability related uh, um, intervention. So, oh, how, how did you get started? What you know? What what got you into the field? And and uh, tell us a little bit about Patty Flaherty. Oh boy. Okay. So <laughs> I've been in the field for far too long, Al. <laughs> um, for many, many years, and I have to say right off the top, I would say that um, you have shaped uh, much of my approach around uh, the work that I do and the passion I have to support people with um, disabilities, but uh, specifically with people with brain injury and stroke in the work that I do uh, today. Um, and uh, I... Um, I started in the field working as um, a rehab therapist in the community with people with brain injuries uh, in Hamilton many, many years ago, Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Um, and over time, I, um, I sort of evolved my thinking uh, from, uh, you know, being trained more traditionally to recognizing that um, the, our approach shouldn't be quite so black and white and specific around um, around supporting people uh, in a more traditional way. So hearing you at a conference probably 33 years ago um, mm. sparked my attention to uh, doing things really differently than the way that I was being trained at the time. So um, over time, I, I changed jobs. I became a health administrator, worked in the public health sector out in British Columbia, um, uh, and then about 13 years ago, joined Connect Communities um, with John Sherwood, who's the owner, and uh, have I'm definitely doing what I'm supposed to be doing. We're doing some very cool, uh, innovative work, uh, both in British Columbia, and we're bringing it to Hamilton, Ontario. Uh, now we're just getting things rolling, um, supporting people in a way that values relationships. First and foremost, people live with us for a period of time while we help them to redesign their life after a brain injury and stroke. Um, they, they typically don't live with us long term. They live with us maybe on average nine months 
while mm-hmm. we help them to coach them to um, live their life the way that they want to and nurture positive relationships and capacity to build new relationships. So the loneliness and isolation that often happens after um, a brain injury uh, or any disability uh, lessens essentially and people are happier and have capacity yeah. to like the way they want to. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting. You know, and Patty, you and I um, have uh, uh, allied, um, uh, you know, in, in, in a number of ways. And uh, part of that is um, the founding and then the development of the interdependence network, which is uh, sponsoring, um, you know, this uh, podcast and it's a network uh, community of practice, if you will, um, that really includes folks from, from all over the world as we think about um, supporting people and people taking the rightful place uh, in, in the community. And, and, and therein really lie uh, the, maybe some the next couple questions I'd like to, I'd like to uh, talk about. And, and that is, you know, you mentioned the, the work that you're currently doing with Connect Community. Uh, both in uh, British Columbia as well as now in uh, the Hamilton, uh, Ontario uh, region. And um, we, we know, and you mentioned loneliness and isolation, we know that, that folks who experience disability are, are at great risk of being isolated and being disconnected. Uh, we know that disability, and not just brain injury, but disability in any uh, fashion, can really uh, separate people out uh, from everyday community um, realities. And, um, and, and, and in your work at Connect Community, um, you know, you're, you're trying to really get people reestablished, repurposed, refocused, if you will, on community. Can you tell, tell us a little bit about some of the ways, uh, some of the strategies, if you will, uh, that you've been employing to really get people back engaged uh, in community. Um, any kind of uh, examples or strategies to help the listener think a little bit more about this challenge? Sure. I think, uh, I think where we start is to really understand um, what someone's story is and who they are and what's important to them. Uh, and, and not the focus on, you know, what their physio goals are and what their OT goals are. And instead, really get to know them as a human. Um, and, um, and also, um, provide an environment where they have control over their journey and they have control over the, the life redesign that we're coaching them along. Um, I believe that that actually helps people to, have control and build capacity and um, and confidence in who they are and their new way of being it takes time for them to kind of adjust into this new way of being. Um, and instead of of kind of having too much structure around that and and in a scripted way of of approaching it, uh, we gradually work with them so that they can or that we work with them so that they can gradually take over their life and not be dictated by kind of what the system thinks is the right thing for them. Um, mm-hmm. I think that that really starts um, the conversation and um, and keeps avenues open to understand how important it is 
for all of us to kind of recognize they're capable humans. They have a life that's rich. They have people in their life that they love and, uh, we need to do whatever we can to kind of help them to keep those healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is, is to have really hard conversations over time so they can understand and recognize kind of who they are in the room and who they are with others so that the people in their life actually feel, uh, that they have an equitable relationship with this person as opposed to, the provider of support to their loved one mm-hmm. or friend. So that's kind of where we start. It's not, you know, it's not a specific example, but it's the way right. we work. Yeah. Um, it's a philosophy. It's a philosophy. Yeah. It's a sort of a, um, a, a paradigm, a value structure, if you will, that guides yeah. the, the work you're doing. And, I, you know, I love the, uh, I love the, you know, notion of starting with really someone's story of who they are, where they are, and, and sort of how they see themselves. And, and then the, the kinds of paths back to, um, to who they are today and, and, and to, you know, to the community that they, um, they want to be a part of. But, you know, we both know that um, disability um, and especially when, when, when we look at, you know, brain injury or strokes, um, the two specific sort of, uh, aspects that you mentioned that, uh, that connect, um, really, um, uh, really reaches out to, uh, we know that a lot of times, um, uh, people still see themselves the way they were, even though, um, after their injury or after, you know, their, their, you know, their, the manifestation of their situation, um, they really are at a, they are at a different place, even though they might not necessarily see that or think about that. That's a gap, if you will, between where someone is now and where they were and, and often how they perceive themselves of where they were. Uh, can can create um, real challenges, and this is, I think, where you're. You mentioned having a hard conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Boy, can you speak a little bit more to that? that well, sure. I'll give you a, yeah, I'll give you a, a kind of example. And of course, this isn't like off the top. We have this conversation without having a relationship with that person and knowing kind yes. of who they are. And, and being with them and their, you know, most difficult, you know, intimate time in their life where they're redesigning themselves. Um, but, you know, if, if you're watching a relationship between um, a par- partners, life partners, and one is the sick person, you know, and you watch their partner coming in all the time and, and, and being with them and they're being treated terribly and just like, you know, the energy is getting sucked out of them all the time, then at some Mm -hmm. point, uh, having a conversation, which, you know, I've had before, like, do you really want to be that spouse? Like, Mm -hmm. we recognize that, you know, something horrible has happened to you, but you need to take responsibility for how you're making that person feel. And and Mm -hmm. if you love that person, you need to give them love. They're giving you lots Mm -hmm. of love. They're showing up every Mm -hmm. day. They're 
And so what mm-hmm. is it that you can do to start showing your spouse that you love them? Because mm. uh, this is really, really tough situation for them and for you. And, you know, it has to be the kind of conversation, it, it, it has to be an intuitive approach. You can't do it all the time. You kind of mm-hmm. just got to know, you, you, you know, when it's the right time and it can yeah. go away, but we can't be afraid to kind of call people on their stuff, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 And you know what? We, we all can be the, those. It doesn't matter if you have a neurological issue or not. We can all be that person. Um, yes. And we don't want that person. You don't want to be that person. I don't want to be, a, yeah. you know, a partner that doesn't treat the person that I love the most with respect and love. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, opening up those kinds of lines of communication, just kind of raise some awareness of who they are in the room, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's an example. I've certainly done that before. Um, And Mm -hmm. I know, and I don't get the opportunity to do that as much as many of the people that work every day with folks Mm -hmm. do. So making sure that we have that dialogue with our, um, our staff members, the ones that are there every day, so that when they're having trouble figuring out how to have the hard conversation, they know where to go to have that, get that mentorship and that coaching to approach. Yeah, yeah, those kinds. Of, yeah, yeah. I re- yeah, I, re- I, re- I really hear your, your point. And one of the things I, uh, I, I, I love about what you're saying is that notion, that intuitiveness. In, in, in terms of some of these conversations, you know, we, we often talk, you and I have had many, a good conversation about the differences between micro approaches or therapeutic approaches and macro approaches, which are much more environmental, much more cultural kinds of places. And, and with a micro approach, uh, which is more of that traditional stuff that we both have seen happen so often. And in fact, happen, I mean, it really is, uh, prevailing way that that folks experiencing disabilities are are oftentimes treated in service provision but but intuition you talk about this intuitiveness that really is a macro skill and that's something that really requires you know a feel it's 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 more it's something you can't teach from a book which is really the more micro approach uh uh, the macro approach is much more intuition. It's more of a feel. But I, but I love the notion of 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 how you um, you know said that this is me. This could be me. I don't have to have a disability to to have some kinds of struggles as it relates to um, to life and to relationships. And so um, the the macro approach, which I know connect community. Um, is, um, is, is, is focused on is really this much more, um, sense of equality between folks being, hey, Al, are you, folks providing. Yeah. I missed, I, I, I got cut off. Oh, you back there? Did you hear? Are you here Maybe now? You can just repeat the last little bit. Yeah, not a problem. Sorry. Sorry about the cutoff. We were just talking about the micro mm-hmm. and the macro and the, I, I was really, yeah, really feeling that connect community as such a macro perspective Hello? and this, uh, this intuitiveness, this intuition of peace. And um, I guess that really leads me to another question I'd like to, to get your thoughts of. Um, we know that macro change 
is really about changing the attitudes and perceptions in the greater culture towards the person who's experiencing the disability, as opposed to fixing the person with the disability to fit in to the culture. And I, I wondered if you could speak to some of the things that Connect Community is looking at doing to promote macro change, uh, change in the greater community and their perception and attitude towards um, people with disabilities. I love that question. It's my favorite mm. thing. I have to say that I love working with people. I really, really mm -hmm. do. They give me energy. But the macro change stuff just sort of really floats my boat. So mm -hmm. we're really, really excited to be a part of some big change. So mm -hmm. 10 years ago, we opened up uh, Connect Lake Country, which is a partnership within, within British Columbia with Interior Health, one of the health authorities. And they mm -hmm. gave us an opportunity to create a new service that has never been created before, and they didn't prescribe. They kind of did, mm -hmm. but we changed it all. So we <laughs> used... We totally did. We changed, we changed, you know, they wanted me to have a behavior room. I said, I'm not having a behavior room. Like <laughs> we had really hard conversations. Um, but, um, uh, so that partnership with interior health has had its ebbs and flows, but we've been really steadfast on our approach, on our values and um, and doing things in a different kind of way and focusing on people first right from the get-go. Um, mm -hmm. So our life redesign model evolved. We really honed it. It's still evolving. And we were seeing really good results. Um, and a lot of people were asking us questions. So we need to figure out how to tell our story uh, and to show the value, the sort of value of approaching this differently. I don't think that we could do what we do without the partnership that we have with Interior Health. And now we have a similar partnership with Hamilton Health Sciences. Without that public sector partnership and their willingness to listen to a different way and back up and allow us to do what we do well, we really wouldn't mm -hmm. be able to make the macro change that we're making. So mm -hmm. after five years of our Lake Country location, we were able to put together some information and we were approached by Hamilton Health or by um, the health system here in Ontario. And we were able to give them information about what we've been doing and they wanted us to do it here. Yeah. So yeah. we get to work in a big system, be a completely separate partner to be able to operate our own business um, and do things differently. And our partnership with Hamilton Health Sciences right now is so strong, Al, that mm. I can hardly believe it. Like, mm. you know, the folks at Hamilton Health Sciences, you've been in sure, it was the first time I've ever heard you speak was at their very first yeah. conference 25 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, so maybe it wasn't 33 years ago. It was 25 yeah. years ago. And mm -hmm. um, they have an idea of what they want to do, but being able to do it is a whole other scenario. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. It, so they, they're starting to talk our language. Like I am the lexicon 
queen. I like, you know, <laughs> different language and I'm able, they allow me to challenge them when they say things that are more traditional and I kind of slide in how we do it. Like, for example, there's no admission or discharges. People move in, people move out. They live with us for a period of time. We redesign their life. We don't talk about rehab, even though we have rehab professionals working as coaches with us. And um, mm-hmm. they are, they want the change. They mm-hmm. want us to show the value within their area of the province. And they're even, you know, really interested in how that's going to impact other populations mm-hmm. in the health sector. So mm-hmm. macro change is happening. And, and uh, you know, it might be small. It's a population that is you know, not huge, but yeah. we get this opportunity right. to really do it differently. Like mm-hmm. we got to hire Jamie Curran and mm-hmm. um, he started as our leader here at Connect Hamilton. And mm-hmm. um, I have to say there was quite a number of people that have applied for the position. Lots mm-hmm. of them had professional background. They're really, really good people. Um, mm-hmm. But we were looking for the right fit and not just the right fit in um you know in a way that people say we need the right fit we were looking for someone with cultural fit with not mm-hmm. being afraid to do things differently sometimes with um no experience in in the traditional way because it's right. so right. easy to flip back to how mm-hmm. you're trained traditionally when things yeah. get hard yeah so yeah. the macro well, stuff yeah. is happening and then internally, we challenge each other to make sure we're not doing things just because it's easier mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. traditional way. So, yeah. 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 That, that, that really is exciting. You know, um, I, my experience with Connect Community goes back to, you know, you, when you first uh, uh, started with them up in the, in the Lake Country area and Langley uh, 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 programs that, that you, you folks have. And I had the opportunity to be and to actually be there for the opening of the of the Lake Country uh, support system uh, that that you guys have, and I, I was very very impressed. And let, let me ask this, Patty. Um, you know that, that those these are all positive developments, and I'm you know I, I, it gives both of us really fuel and 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 ex- exciting energy. Um, what's still the biggest challenge that you mm-hmm. see out there? In terms mm-hmm. of macro change for folks with disabilities, what still looms um, out there that we have to figure out ways of, of of addressing, attacking, or or changing? Yeah, you know, I I reflect back to what we just talked about. It's actually, although we have super positive partnerships, um, maintaining sort of a level of conversation that that. Um, where, where our partners actually recognize that the way that they're speaking and the way that they do things um, doesn't have to be the way. And so ongoing um, uh, collaborative partnerships and openness of those partners to recognize that just because they have processes and just because they have what they think is best practice or leading practice or practice um, mm-hmm. that they need to be open or that man, people don't need to be, but that people, that, that they should really be open to something different. 
Um, mm-hmm. And the hardest part is making those inroads and changes and consi- and, and uh, um, consistently having a partner that is open to that. Um, mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. having to necessarily focus on past leading practice or best practice. And looking forward and not being afraid to try new and different things that include things like uh, the importance of relationships and social capital and interdependence as opposed to independence. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that big systems that that are are that it's just really hard to change big systems. So that's one of the reasons we're so excited about being able to be a part of a very you know, a high profile mm-hmm. health system here in Ontario mm-hmm. and they're willing mm-hmm. to be creative and they're willing for someone else to do the creation and to partner mm-hmm. with us to make that successful. Um, yeah. It's it's tough. Like our relationship with interior health over years have ebbs and flows. And mm-hmm. when it got hard, they wanted us to be a residential care site and they wanted mm-hmm. us to follow the policies and procedures set out by the ministry. That would have meant people would have been living long-term in a long-term care facility for the rest of their lives. Um, um, and that's right. not the intention. The intention is to have people live where they want to live. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, if, yeah. and if we weren't persistent and push to make sure that we could maintain our model the way that it was, um, mm-hmm. we would have risked. Uh, you know, big change, not just for an individual, but also cost to the system long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I think that's well, you the know, biggest challenge. Yeah, yeah. You know, as, as you were talking, one of the things that really came to mind was that um, we know in change theory that there are really two tracks uh, in change theory. There's, uh, there's revolution, and and that is when you really totally sort of go, you know, blow up the system and, and move towards something radically different. And then there's evolution, right? And evolution, uh, the approach in, in evolution, the change theory in evolution is that you, you get into the existing systems and you work them from the inside out, right? You get that mm-hmm. system to begin to change. And I think mm-hmm. one of the things connect community and, and you've been brilliant, uh, at, uh, is uh, evolutionary radical change that really is evolutionary based. And that is in working when you talked about, you know, working uh, with the interior health uh, system in the Lake country or with the Hamilton health uh, system now in, uh, in Ontario, what you've done, Patty, and you and your, you know, Jamie and, and, and John and, you know, your colleagues is you've gotten into the belly of the beast and you've really gotten the beast to start to change, which yeah. is really, really amazing because so often what happens is the beast uh, sort of eat up um, and, and they force uh, systems to go back to the status quo. And I think you guys have, have really been um, able to, um, uh, to get inside systems and through your own relationships begin to get those systems to, to maybe think anew or to begin to reframe. So, so that's really been a, been a brilliant, I think, business strategy uh, on your part. And so to that end, what's next 
for Connect Community. What what do you think is going to unfold next? I mean, you you have your presence in in British Columbia, um, and now your presence is being established and with Jamie Curran's leadership, you know, really working um, in Ontario. What what do you see further down the path on the drawing board? Well, you know, we'll, we we need to get this place up and running, first of all. Of <laughs> but, course. Um, of course. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. Of course. Um, you know what? I think, I, I think that there's a couple really important things that are happening in Ontario specifically. There is some change going on in the health sector here, which not everybody is happy about, and it's a weird political uh, climate um, for sure. Um, However, uh, the Ministry of Health and the Minister of Health in this government is very interested in what Connect's doing. Even though we're a very small, you know, sort of operation, um, she has, Christine Elliott is the minister, and she has a really um, personal experience with brain injury and, and at the time was the ombudsman here in Ontario a couple of years ago. And she said the most challenging thing that they have in the province are complaints and concerns from families of people living with brain injury, long-term uh, issues. Mm-hmm. And she wanted to change. She wanted to see what the health system was doing. And so the local health integration network here in this area was really happy to put up their hand and said, this is what we're working on. We really believe this will ch- change. Um for this population. And, and so I think that um, we have an opportunity to do well here in terms of our contract with HHS, and perhaps we can help share um, the, the model with other organizations to shape a change in them. And I think we'll be able to help inform that. Whether mm-hmm. we you know, grow as a business or whatever. Um, I don't know what that looks mm-hmm. like at the moment. Um, John mm-hmm. Sherwood, the owner, certainly has taken a risk on the capital side and we need to make mm-hmm. sure that we're found. But I think there's an, I think there's an appetite here to, to kind of look around at what we're doing and help others to kind of reshape their thinking. Toronto's now kind of knocking on our door, asking some questions. Um, and and I I would like us to be um, you know sort of um, a credible advisor within mm-hmm. uh, the sector the health sector for this population and other populations to change the way people are supported um, to give people control over their own lives and and um, build their own capacity and strengths and focus on strengths instead of their, you know, ailments and their weaknesses. And I think, I think we can make a big difference and I don't know what it looks like from a business point of view, but I'm willing to, to give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exceptional. Uh, Patty, uh, we, as always, we could continue to, uh, to talk uh, for hours, and I know you know you and I have uh, uh, in, in in past conversations about about ways of making uh, this world better. Um, uh, uh, we want to stay though within the the construct of of time for these podcasts, and so really uh, want to thank you for taking time today to uh, share with us a little bit of your philosophy, a little bit of the perspective of your 
your work, but really thank you for the advocacy you've done and continue to do um, in, in trying to make things in your world, uh, wherever you find yourself, uh, better for folks with disabilities. Uh, we've been speaking with Patty Flaherty, um, who uh, is the, uh, the director of Connect Community. Uh, I think your official title, Patty, is what? Vice President of Operations? Is that? Uh, is well, that something. Right? Chief Operating Officer, President. Chief, Chief Operating Officer. Officer. But it's, we hate titles, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, so, Patty, uh, uh, we really thank you for taking your time today uh, to be a part of this podcast. We look forward to future conversations as uh, you uh, work to change the world um, in, in the communities that, that you find yourself. So thanks for taking time today with us, Patty. Oh, it's my pleasure, Al. Thank you very much.